Good evening, promoters, or whenever you're listening to this in the world. Welcome back to Uncharted Territory. This is episode 15, and a special episode tonight just featuring the Olsen brothers. I am the younger brother, Corey, hosting tonight, and with me on the line is my older brother, Chad. Good evening. Chad, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful January night in Minnesota. Uh, we're just going to recap a couple of recent events, especially coming off the big Phil Singer Games perennial online convention that took place this last Saturday. It's Tuesday, January 26th, as we're recording. And Chad and I are just going to talk for a few minutes about a couple of the highlights of the event. Um, I unfortunately wasn't able to participate as much this year due, due to my wrestling coaching schedule and other family obligations, but I popped on for a little bit with the LOW panel and... Uh, one of the things I love about the online conventions is the tournaments that are run. shared with us the results of the tournaments that were run this weekend. There was a Kronos Battle Lines tournament featuring 16 of the characters. And the winner in that one was Pegasus, which was used by Smoke, uh, over Cosmos, which was used by uh, Kevin Butcher. So, uh, Chad, it doesn't look like you played in the Kronos tournament, did you? I didn't play in it, but they did have the finals of all the tournaments kind of at the end of the day, which was kind of cool. So I did pay attention to that. And Oh, cool. Um, I was, as much as I like, you know, Cosmos, I think he's a cool new character that Rob put together. Uh, I'm a longtime Pegasus fan, mm-hmm. so I was kind of pulling for him. Awesome. So this looks like some great matchups looking at the bracket here that Todd shared with me. So and thank you, Todd, for sharing these notes with us. Um, we also had an Indies tournament, a w- women of the Indies tournament. Uh, the winner in that one was Angelina Love, fresh off her new card from the uh, Best of the Women Indies set. Uh, Angelina was used by, uh, oh, our good friend Zeke, uh, Mr. Vegas. And uh, Angelina was triumphant in the finals over Zia Brookside, who was used by Cruising OO. And Chad, it looks like you had Layla Hirsch for this tournament. Yeah, I quickly bowed out. I'm pretty sure I... <laughs> rolled and into the turnbuckle and it got reversed and i think i might have wrestled troy in the first round and um whoever he had then hit their finisher and i was pinned okay that's a that's a bummer it looks like layla lost to zia brookside who went to the finals so oh okay i guess, then, I guess uh, no shame okay yeah maybe i wrestled troy in one of the other brackets so i can't remember but yeah okay. it was both of my exits in both tournaments were pretty darn quick <laughs> Oh, the fun of the dice. So uh, then we had a Legends tournament, which this year the theme was a Danny Hodge Memorial. So featuring some top junior heavyweights from the Legends line. And uh, the winner in that one, very fittingly, was Dynamite Kid, which was used by VidTech over Mr. Hodge himself, used again by Cruising00. Uh, Chad, you had Adrian Street in the first round against Tully Blanchard. And that's that looks like that's where you played Troy. Yes, and he uh, he slapped me with two slingshot suplexes in a row, and that was all. <laughs> oh, that that's a dirty tactic, and you know it's it's interesting to see some of the names on the list here. Um, you know, some that while their weight may be a junior heavyweight, you know, might not be considered typical junior heavyweights. But uh, you know, that's up to you, promoter, and that's always a, a fun thing to do. So looks like it was a fun tournament, some fun matchups all around. Yeah, as I recall from that, that was a really good final uh, between Dynamite and Danny Hodge. As, as I recall, it was back and forth and a lot of finishers and stuff. Um, so it was a, a, a good showing and, and kind of a cool way to um, showcase a lot of the new junior heavyweights we have. Cool. Very good. Uh, after that, we had the Champions of the Galaxy Tournament of Champions. So all the characters that were in 
uh, that Tournament of Champions set, including the two women, Amazonia and Thrash. I didn't realize they were going to be a part of it. Uh, but the winner in that one was Max Shield, who was played by uh, TK. And that was he was victorious in the finals over Sly Drury, used by M Hardcore. I don't recall that final. I might have, you know, that was towards the end of the day. I think I had to step out and grab a, uh, something to drink and maybe go to the bathroom oh, sure. at one point. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Don't have the endurance for these all-day things. Right, right. Um, well, it looks like from there, uh, the four winners were put into the perennial tournament. Uh, we had TK with Max Shield, Smoke with Pegasus, Vidtech and Vegas. It looks like they got to choose some different characters. Uh, Vidtech went with Big Van Vader from the LOW line, and uh, Vegas went with Tyler Black from the Indies line. We had Pegasus triumphing over Max Shield, and then Vader over Tyler Black. And then in the finals of the 2021 perennial tournament, the winner was Big Van Vader over Pegasus. Yeah, the um, I remember the the Vegas or Vegas Vader Tyler Black match being really good. Um, cool. And the the finals was also a good match. I I think I might have missed the Pegasus Max Shield matchup. Okay. Looks like some fun, interesting matches overall. And then uh, Todd also mentioned that an impromptu tournament was held uh, using the Legend 6 color expansions uh, characters. And uh, someone played as the Barbarian. Barbarian came out the winner in that tournament. So uh, kind of neat that some promoters got together to to play a, another tournament that wasn't on the schedule. So it sounds like it was a fun, fun day overall. Another uh, one-day event uh, this past Saturday. Um, some some cool things coming out of that event. Uh, Chad uh, is going to talk about the uh, the Legends announcement that was made as part of our LOW panel. So Chad, take it away. So yeah, we announced that Legends Expansion 7 will be coming out in the uh, first quarter and it'll have a, a vintage or pioneer type theme. So a lot of the guys from the uh 1900s to maybe 1920-ish era uh don't read too much into that i haven't researched every guy but those are the type of guys people who um weren't on tv are, are going to be in that uh, everybody will have that uh probably have that sepia tone that uh tragos and jim londos had in the tnt hall of fame we showed off the artwork for the first uh wrestler announced uh as I mentioned during the panel, right up the road from me, the pride of Humboldt, Iowa, Frank Gatch will be the uh, first participant, uh, the first NWA world champion. If you follow that title's lineage in, in kayfabe terms back to, what was it, 1905, Jim Ross would always say yes. um, on the WCW shows. Uh, so yeah, people people seem to be excited about that. Um, we also announced, Todd, let me announce that um, Corey and I have been kind of editing a, a ringside companion uh, master compendium the past few years. And as we said during the panel, man, who hasn't contributed to this thing over the past few years? I remember us getting documents from Rob and Swarm, uh, Pete Fusco. I think maybe Vegas did some stuff too. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I think so, yeah. It's not intentional, but you know, we just had all these monster documents that people had compiled and we kind of went through the past year or so because um, I'd read stuff on the boards. It's like, hey, Mike and Todd, what do we got to do to get this done? I want to get this in people's hands because I hadn't realized that it had been so long since uh, uh, any kind of ringside companion had come out. So 
Corey and I started editing that and, and Corey did a lot of the legwork over the last summer and people have been excited about that. There's already been a lot of great suggestions for stuff on the discussion board. So we have a thread about that, keep them coming. Um, we wanna make sure we do this right. And, you know, depending on, I mean, it's it's big already, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it, it might have to be broken up into a couple volumes. Right now, the, the ideal setup is a Legends and Champions. Um, ringside companion but you know we'll, we'll see where it goes as we start we're going to get the legends expansion seven off the table and probably look at the ringside companion hopefully for quarter two maybe a galacticon release but sometime during 2021 we will we will get that uh put out and you know like i said based on a lot of the input so far we've already kind of revised some stuff and done a little more editing so it's really exciting to see the community so happy to see this but we do want to do it right so Corey yes. I don't know what do you think I I mean like Chad said this has kind of been on our our project list for a while I'd say at least a year maybe two it seems like yeah. um I mean I don't know long term like Chad said even longer there have been some drafts and and things that just never got finished or released to kind of put off for other things um and I've always just loved the ringside companions whether for champions or for legends just having all those special matches and charts in one place was just such a cool tool, if you want to call it that, uh, during gameplay. So I, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, as Chad mentioned, I think this was on the discussion board this week. Um, the kind of working idea we have is that, you know, a match that's in both Legends and Champions would be featured in the Legends section. Uh, but when you're in the champion section, say you look up Cosmic Cage Match, it'll tell you see Steel Cage Match rules under the Legends section page whatever number it is but then of course you know some of your your futuristic matches like um the zero gravity platform match or the guitar stick match or the lepus stunrod you know some of those will, will stay exclusive to the champion side of the book or, or whatever document we end up doing so i'm really you know excited to get this out this year in your promoter's hands um really excited to see what kind of format mike ends up picking um I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, and, you know, thank you guys for the great ideas on the board this week. Keep them coming. Like Chad said, you know, realistically, we probably can't do everybody's this time, but you know, we'll, we'll do what we can and kind of get some of the more popular matches out there. And there will be some new ones, uh, especially on the legend side of thing. There'll be some matches that haven't been released before. So uh, I'm really uh, excited for that. And I actually get to play test one of them in my own legends fed not too long ago. Um, I think it works fairly well so i'm excited to see what you guys think about it so Corey, thoughts about the uh expansion seven coming out oh yeah um definitely it's it's gonna be a fun set um there'll be some cards like frank gotch that are that are re-releases to color uh but there'll be some new names as well and um i would say one of the new names is going to be a, a really big name that's uh that's i think a lot of people will be pleased with them i don't want to give too much away so i'm going to watch my words uh, but we were actually just meeting before Chad and I started recording with the rest of the Legends team just to kind of do a preliminary look at some of the stats, uh, some of the changes we can make for the original cards. Um, and as we've talked before, to kind of differentiate these cards one from another, you know, obviously with the time frame being represented, you're going to see some unique things. Um, I, th I don't think this is too much of a spoiler to say. You're not going to see many death jumps or even choice Gs or choice H. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be 
it's going to be a, a fun set with some returning characters or re-release characters and some new faces as well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've already got some ideas for how I'd like to use at least a couple of the new names um, in, in my own Legends Fed. So uh, really, really looking forward to getting this one out. So there will be some unique rules in this um, set. You know, if you want to do Frank Gotch versus um, Brian Danielson, then you can certainly do that. But if you wanted to recreate Gotch versus one of his contemporaries in this set or a guy like Jim Londos or George Tragos from the TNT Hall of Fame set, um, and we'll have some rules that'll kind of keep it true to that era. And I think you'll get a kick out of those. And, and some of that stuff we we're just brainstorming tonight, um, as, as Corey mentioned in, in that earlier meeting. Yeah, so I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Um, I think I think you guys are going to like it. It's, uh, um, like I said, it's a good good mix of returning guys from the black and white cards and um, some some new names and faces as well. So I'm I'm really looking forward to getting it out there. Uh, next up, we're going to play an audio clip uh, based off of episode 14 on our request to get some uh, feedback from you, the promoters, and uh, our good friend and uh, another loyal podcaster, uh, Grant Pachoco from the Phil Singer Games Fan Podcast, uh, sent in some audio that we're going to play here uh, about a unique title that he had in his GWF. Of course, longtime promoters remember the War Games series, which is now being re-released in color, um, and remember that there were war games titles sanctioned as part of that three set series. Uh, but so Grant's going to give a little backstory on what happened when the war games came to an end with the war games tag team titles. Check this out. Hey guys, this is Grant. I loved your discussion about championships and I just wanted to write in with this story. When war games ended, there was the war games, uh, singles title and the war games tag team title. My, Singles title, the War Games uh, Championship, became my Interplanetary Championship, so I just continued uh, that sort of lineage of, of winners. But the tag team belts, uh, they were just going to be retired, and uh, Commissioner Carter said, throw them in the incinerator. So uh, his assistant throwed them, threw them into the um, bin that would go to the incinerator, and hiding in the bin was Stud City, and they claimed the belts, and they started uh, walking around calling themselves the Women's Gods Champions. And that's because uh, the belts, I always imagined, have a big WG on them for war games, and so they called themselves the Women's Gods Champions. So uh, Commissioner Carter was was perturbed about this, but just said the titles are unsanctioned, they don't mean anything. Um, so they had one defense of the titles, lost them to the Freedom Fighters, who took the belts and at the very end of, the, of that show, when the show was going off the air, threw them into the bin that was going to go into the incinerator. And um, a few cards later, Stud City fought Meteor Storm. And Meteor Storm kept saying that they had a big surprise for Stud City. And Meteor Storm actually won their first match, that first match, beating uh, Stud City in the match. And at the end of the match, they had this bag, they pulled it out, and it was the, the War Games belts, which they called the Wrestling Guys Tag Team Championship. And so Stud City was furious, um, and Meteor Storm was running around saying that they were amazing. And so Carter was mad at both of them and just said that they were going to have to face each other for these quote-unquote unsanctioned titles. And the winner of that match would face a team of Carter's choosing, and the winner of that match would get a shot for the Galaxian Championship. And if either Stud City or Meteor Shower were to win, 
their titles would become sanctioned, officially sanctioned on the thing. So Stud City beat Meteor Storm, and the belt became once again the Women's God Champion, Women's God's Championship. And again, later that night, they were forced to wrestle Carter's team, and Carter picked the Ultimate Gladiators. The Gladiators won, of course, turned over the belts to Commissioner Carter. The Gladiators got their title shot. I forget what happens. Who cares what happens there? The interesting story is these War Games belts. And Carter made sure that his assistant, Johnson, uh, incinerated the titles, and the show went off the air with uh, showing that the titles actually went into the incinerator and were gone forever. Anyway, that's my story. Sorry I rambled for so long. Love the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Grant, for sending that in. Uh, I just love that story. I, I was always a fan of Stud City, Vanity, Mr. Galaxy, and uh, just the way you kind of wrote off but teased bringing back the War Games titles. Uh, that's that's awesome. So thank you so much, Grant, for sending that in. And fans, if you don't listen to Grant's Feel Slinger Games fan podcast, it drops most every Friday. There's both a YouTube version and uh, an audio podcast version. I, I listen to it every Saturday morning. It's the first podcast I put on. Uh, he just does great work. He's been playing some great matches on the show. Uh, he's had Thantos as his champ defending each week. And uh, and he, he asked, how would it be playing a match on a podcast with just the audio? Grant does a great job. He's so animated and passionate. He just does a great job. So thanks uh, for sending in your audio, Grant, and, and definitely check out Grant's podcast. You can find the link in our podcast notes. So I, I want to back up Corey. I mean, definitely check out Grant's podcast. It's really fun to listen. Um, a lot of times on Friday night, if I'm available, I'll, you know, it pops up on my YouTube feed and I'm live watching it and, you know, commenting as we go. But if I do miss it, then I tend to listen to the iTunes version as well. And I'm saying that because Matt, uh, uh, Grant started a uh, match of the week you know, with Thantos as the champ, and a couple of weeks ago he did uh, Thantos versus Abdullah the Butcher, and I wasn't watching online; I was just listening to the podcast version on iTunes, and it was such a great call. The match it was a really fun match. It went back and forth, and um, a much better match than you might expect with Thantos and Abdullah the Butcher. So it's a lot of fun. Um, the other thing I want to mention about Grant is this Saturday, thirtieth. Grant is doing a live pay-per-view where if you make a donation to the um, Dan Gable Museum Tragos Thales Hall of Fame, which you can go to by going to the National Wrestling Hall of Fame website and then selecting Waterloo, you can make a donation and then email Grant uh, proof of your donation and he'll give you a, a quote-unquote ticket to watch this pay-per-view that he's going to be doing live on, on Saturday the 30th and yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to watch it afterwards, you can still buy a ticket. And I just think that's a really cool idea. And I really appreciate Grant doing this fundraiser for the Tragos Thes Hall of Fame and the Dan Gable Museum. So thank you, Grant. It's a really cool, innovative thing to do. And I look forward to checking that out this Saturday afternoon. Yes, thank you for the reminder of that, Chad. Yeah, he's going to be doing a, a tournament with all of the cards from the uh, Tragos Thes Hall of Fame set that was released this past summer. And uh, those are the matches to be playing out as all well. Like Chad said, it's such an innovative, creative idea and uh, just a fun way to play the game in a different format. And also, like he said, it it's shows Grant's generous nature in giving back to the, the Hall of Fame. So yeah, if you got time this Saturday and you can throw even a few bucks to the Hall of Fame, um, check out Grant's pay-per-view. Yep, and from what I understand, you know, if you do miss it on Saturday, you will be able to, to view it later so certainly if you want to 
you know, pick it up and, and maybe pregame the Royal Rumble on Sunday by watching Grant's pay-per-view. You can certainly do that. So kind of the main awesome. ev- kind of the main event for today is going to be um, a, a live Legends team review of Legends Expansion 6. So this is going to be kind of a, a behind-the-curtain in-game thing where we're reviewing the stats for Legends Expansion 6 and Mike is on here and he's making live edits to his document. And this is what we do right before we release a set is, is get together as a team and go over everything and, and kind of hash it out and make sure everybody's where we want to be. So you'll hear some things, you know, might get changed or adjusted along the way. You'll hear a very long and riveting, and I say that with all sarcasm, discussion about Hillbilly Jim's card and see us talk ourselves in a circle. And yeah, so just check it out. Um, if you like this, let us know and we might do it again for, for future sets and, um, you know, release these after the set's been in people's hands for a while. So there's not a lot of spoilers. Um, but before we go, um, we're not going to do any kind of outro or anything or closing anything. So we just want to thank people who had suggested people like Pike Mojo or Slim or Lee or Matt Dickendesher and our other loyal listeners who wanted to hear more of the behind the scenes legend stuff. And our next um, episode will be another review of some classic Club Galactica Super Reports with Mark Ashby. So take a listen to this. On behalf of Stuart, good night, Denmark. And we appreciate listening to the Uncharted Territory. So did everybody (laughs) see the, like the edit sheet from the Google Drive? Yes. No. Starting with the Barbarian. Corey, did you send that to Mike? I thought you did. Motherfucker. (laughs) I I think I got it. Hold on. on. He did it. We're starting out great. Yeah, here, I'll I'll send it to Mike. You send it? Okay. Stu, you've seen it? Yes, I believe I got it this earlier today. I think I sent it on Sunday to the team and then Mike yesterday. I'm familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, Tim and I worked through it last night and kind of compared. I'm, I'm familiar with ninjas. With to the nerd sheet, you've all seen ninjas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have it up. I love that man. Okay. You have it now, Mike? Uh, where'd you send it? Which address? I only have one for you. The 427 okay. Main Street. We saw it. PGLTD.com. <laughs> Did you there by Thursday? <laughs> Get there yeah. Thursday noon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Amazon truck should be pulling up anytime now. <laughs> Amazonia. <laughs> oh, you'll be here all week, folks. Too uh, soon. <laughs> Amazonia too soon. I like that. <laughs> Isn't she dead? The Black Death get her. She might have she might have croaked. I think the, Pais- the Paisley death might have got. <laughs> That's what got Prince. Too yeah. soon. That's too soon. I went to his house right a month after that. <laughs> trying to get your share? I was. 
distant relative. <laughs> everybody else, seconds. everybody else came out of the woodwork for him. Yeah. Right. Does this sheet begin with the barbarian? I trust. Yes. Yeah. It talks yeah. about switching it so yeah. that way barbarian and warlord have their singles and tag stuff in the same. Yeah, that makes sense. Same methodology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Corey, Corey, Corey was getting feisty because I, when I sent it, I didn't explain it well, and then I read his response, and I'm like, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. He did get I didn't feisty. Know what you were talking about? So I'm sorry. I apologize. That's all right. No, we didn't know what each other was talking about. So then I said, okay, <laughs> let me lay this out a little bit more clearly. He was getting I a little both somebody. I knew Basically, you were both talking I about. I thought you were both idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought you were suggesting that like. I don't. I don't even remember now. But I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Which is exactly the comment I had when I read your reply. I'm like, <laughs> what? What is? What is he even talking? It's not even what I was saying. I had to translate. You did. Thank God. Can't speak according to Tim. Dictionary. Is and... <laughs> that? Did that make sense, Mike? Switching those around. Uh, let's see. Let me get to barbarian. I'm on. So we're just going to say in tag matches, substitute with elevated clothesline? Correct. Okay. And then Warlord, we're leaving the same, right? Right. With his so for the move finishers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, because then with that change to Barbarian, they'll kind of match or yep. whatever. Then they, yeah, then the modified move is the, the tag move. for. Correct. Okay. Yep, yep. We want the best for the powers of pain, you know, because powers, powers of pain to have the right sequencing and not have the powers of pain be disconnected from each other. They, they have to be a united powers of pain. Amen. Hallelujah. Cos cosmic forces, powers of pain. Right. Okay. So then the next thing was taking one of the defensive tags off of Warlord, um, just since Barbarian is more of a tag team guy. And so kind of to make the defense is a little different and then we we had that same defensive like the the two defensive tags on one the two defensive tags on two and the defensive tag on three and like six guys in this set so I, I figured we we could probably change that up a little bit on a couple of them plus two and then i have to put in the tag there okay sorry i'm still on uh okay that closed one so, so barbarian we won't uh so warlord remove the defensive the one defensive tag one on, yeah one on level two yeah okay and then nothing with coco right correct yeah i didn't i didn't think there was any i didn't see anything with coco was, um, was the uh, was the Ghetto Blaster a, a plus one or a plus two on his original card? Plus one. The Ghostbuster? Ghostbuster. Ghetto Blaster. Was no, sorry, yeah, right. Ghetto Blaster yeah. was uh, Bad News Brown. Sorry. Right. Yeah. It was it was plus one originally. Plus, plus one, one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then Bob Orton Jr. Again, there's... The suggestion to drop one of his defensive tags um and then we had a couple of structures because 
you know, when Tim looked at him, he thought he's a little tough. You know, I looked at him, I could see that. It's just difficult because I, I, I really, for some reason, I just like the, the setup of his old card. Probably because I used to use him as, as like a tag partner for a bunch of different people and he kind of fit in and, and, um, and worked well with a bunch of different types of uh, you know, different, different cards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, I still think it works. I mean, I still think it's okay. Um, I, I like the proposal B that you guys put on the Google doc. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that kind of gets him to where he originally was, but st- it's still different enough. Um, so, so then are we taking the, the press slam backbreaker then becomes a clean three? Mm-hmm. Correct. On level three offense. Mm-hmm. He was covered three on number four, wasn't he? No, 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 you no. Won't. sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I was thinking a level two offense, and we can put the choice Deanna shorter name move if you know, so that yeah, we will have Mike, to. There's Mike a release double underhook. If, if Mike, if you just <laughs> want to call that, if you just want to call it double underhook, that's fine if that helps. Yeah, I mean, double underhook, um. Or three switch, switch choice would switch. work, or if we want it, or or we want to switch it with yeah. the, I mean, the vertical it, suplex, delayed vertical suplex, yeah, yeah, yeah. any of those will work. Yeah, we could just call that vertical suplex and put the choice on it. Mike, if you could change the choice, will I think even work with the delay. Okay. <laughs> so as of now, his level his level two defense reads, uh, or level two offense reads number four delayed vertical suplex three choice D. Uh, release double underhook three and then kneeling neck breaker three level three offense. Now those death jump choice out of the ring choice, press slam back breaker three clean. Correct. I thought we wanted the level two move on. I thought, yeah, power thought slam pow- two should be number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The power slam from number four up to number one and just leaving it, making a two move. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So we're going to have a, he's going to have a, a straight two there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sensing a lack of enthusiasm for that. I hate straight twos on level three. Uh, That's Bob Orton. Uh, right? Yeah. It's not like we're doing it on. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's not. Um, it's, it's, it's a not preference in how you're playing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm okay with leaving the extra tag on there. I mean, I it doesn't. I don't think he. I think he had. I don't think he had one on his original card uh, on level two defense. I have, I think he only had one. But I mean, if we got two on there, it's no big deal. Yeah, I just thought because he's had a lot of you know tag natural tag partners in the game or guys that even if they weren't official tag partners. People will want to do the teams, so yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. So didn't didn't you see his success in the NWF? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he and Bob Roop did really well for me. Yeah. 
So I could see that. Wait, I'm sorry. I just want to be clear. Are you good with it being a zero power or are you good with Tim having to buy all the sets to manually change? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so is the group's decision to make that a zero power now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm keeping up. Listeners, you can blame us. Don't blame Mike. Mike tried. We'll take the blame. Well, nobody believes I help you guys with this stuff anyway. So yeah, now, now we have audio <laughs> proof. <laughs> so Davy boy. So yeah, we were thinking, um, you know, Tim had the good idea for, especially since he's a tag specialist, move one of dynamite kids level one defense tags over to Davy Boy. So Davy Boy has three on level one and Dynamite has two on level one. Okay, makes sense. And then in order to do something with the junior heavy and tag gimmick for Dynamite, um, we kind of put in these changes. Hold on just a sec. Let me just make sure I got the tags right. Sure. Right, in the parentheses, I already got that. That's good. Okay. okay. Dynamite. Uh, six. Okay, so we're flipping the pin up to one. Is that so that way it that way when he's in against tag team and junior heavyweights, it the the first four well i guess the first three bullets into the power thing are to give them a gimmick in tag team matches in junior heavyweight so like jerry briscoe you know because where it stood before the most recent iteration it was just one thing with the power um going from plus one to zero and as you know a lot of us have had conversations to me that's not really worth it just having one thing change in a junior heavyweight match. Agreed. And yeah, you know, if we, agreed. especially if we really want to make him a tag, you know, we want the tag team to be really good too, obviously. So um kind of it, waffled the back only to thing, tag and junior moves. The only thing I don't like about this is that he winds up having five downs on his card. No. The way you've got it here. And then and a pin six three when he's not wrestling a junior heavyweight match. No, he only has three. And then when he's wrestling in junior okay. or a tag match, he only has one, right? Well, I'm sorry, because right now I have him with downs on four and five. Am I reading that wrong? Current card has the pin on two and then the, the, the downs on four and five. Well, that was, those were the current stats. No, Correct. Yeah, so, so that's, so you're... that's not. Maybe I I might have been looking at a. Di... I know I was looking at Corey's. Or I was looking at the original draft. I couldn't get the PDF to open. So basically, what I have is two and three. Would be your four and five. Oh, okay. You know what I mean. I was okay. looking at a version that didn't have the defense mixed up. Okay. So so. 
So level three is going to be uh, going to now say you're proposing anyway that to be the pin. Pin is Le six level three, three defense one. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I bolded the wrong things. I went the wrong way with my bolds. That's the problem. Too. That, that, that's okay. I, I want to get. I just want to get the, the the structure of it down now, so I know where the yep. where the downs are going to be. So and, do you, so um, for, you have four and five with downs right now correct 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 okay so which one has and but it has the tags they're split split the right? tag lead split mm -hmm. so what what i'm proposing is then on let's say five here i'm gonna i'm just gonna change the numbering right now on this is pin still on one on level three it was on two okay <clears throat> So my bad, I was using the wrong. Okay, so does this resemble it now? Two, four, five, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Yep. So yeah, what I'm saying is merge the tag leave both on five. So in a in a tag team and junior heavyweight match, he'll only have one down. And his pin will go to five, two. Can, can I, I guess one of the things I'm thinking of is if we're adding a down in under normal circumstances. Um, What's normal circumstances? Uh, just in a regular, in a, he's wrestling Randy Savage. Okay. Um, his, he's, we're adding a down to level two defense. Mm -hmm. Um. I, do we? I guess my question is: Do we need a six-three pin there? Just put him in five-two to start. Just have him five-two all the time. Yeah, I'm just uh, always have him be five-two. And since we're adding the down on level two defense, that's a pretty yeah. big limitation. Mm -hmm. That'll be three downs all in, against heavyweights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm okay with five-two all all the time. If you guys are. Tim, what do you think? I'm just looking at it now. Sorry. I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm trying to write out what the level three defense looks like just so right. I can. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. so then if, if we're looking and, and let's just talk about is like junior heavyweight and tag level three. Okay. So then mm -hmm. we're looking at hurt two, a pin of five, two, a hurt two, Four would be a hurt two. Five would be down three tag leave. And then six would be hurt two as a junior. Correct. Or a tag. Or a tag. Tag. Yep. Correct. Correct. And then as a heavy, we'd have hurt two, a pin of six three, hurt two, down three down three tag leave and then down three no isn't six always a hurt two we six said is always a hurt two well, it's level two defense that we added the down three two. Oh, level two i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. never mind mm -hmm. i got it i got it i got it so six is always going to be a hurt two correct uh, yeah, right. okay and that yeah 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 okay i'm 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 good now yeah. so 
Okay, so we had HER2, 6, 3, HER2, down, down, hurt. Hurt up there. And then we're just leaving the offenses as is. It's just really we're affecting his defense against the, the heavyweights. Correct. 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 Okay. So, so what I was saying, Tim, was with the addition of a down three on level two defense, that's, that's a big limitation to raise the pin up to six three is I'm suggesting we just leave the pin at five two in either case, but he's got the the extra downs. Or, no, I see what you're saying. Or we take the down off level two and then have the variable pin. I, I like the down three on level two defense against heavyweights. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can do. I, I can myself, do. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I because I, to me he was a tough guy, so having you know the he, I mean, he had a reputation for being tough and stiff, so to have the the low pin, I think is good, but again, the, but the heavyweights are going to knock him down easier than mm -hmm. right than juniors. Yeah, I think that's fine. So then the pin is always going to be five two. That's what I'm thinking. I like it. So that's what I'm proposing. Okay. Yep. So then we'd have variables on the two downs and his power. Correct. Which I like that because, again, I don't think having variables on two things is really worth it. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I, I don't need, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm actually not even, is where I, I'd rather, if we're going to have two things, I would say it'd be the two downs becoming hurt too yeah. would be more would be better two things than the power even adjusting you know that that's to, to me so let me so let me just throw then if we're okay with that then then let me throw this out just just in my in my best warlord barbarian powers of pain um what are the defaults on his card and then what do we modify two? Do we put the default being his junior heavyweight stats and modify the heavyweight or vice versa? I think we've typically done heavyweight two. Yeah. 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 It, in the past, if you look at Danny Hodge, you know, we did the, the regular stats and then the uh the, the uh right. I, I, I'm just I just want to make both. sure we're 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 all on the same page there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Do it I like think, we've I done Hodge so. and Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then let's have the power become zero. Because then he'd he'd be matched by Hodge. But like Tim and I were talking about last night, Hodge has got the the super tendon strength and everything. So that's yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he loses, if he loses that to Hodge, that's not. I, I I would expect him to lose that to Hodge, to be honest. So yeah, even though he looked stronger, I the Hodge was stronger. So yeah, well, uh, we're 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 talking grip strength, you know, in addition to just pure muscles. So right, right. I, I think Danny Hodge has a reputation for having a reasonably strong grip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to unbold this thing. And 
so so we're going to have th three bold items, which are um, the uh, level two defense number six, level three defense number four, and the power. Amen. Yep. Sounds good. Stuart, you're awfully quiet. All right. I do not want to interfere with the Mona Lisa. <laughs> you need to well, shout out too, Stuart. This this is more like something you hang up on the fridge than than the Mona Lisa. <laughs> No, he just knows it's being recorded and he doesn't want to be blamed for it. Who's <laughs> got a potty mouth? He's just he's just worried he's gonna start swearing like just crazy. So. Yeah, give we'll, him four finishers. We'll, Call it a day. We'll that, bleep him when he says potty that, cock. That that bleep and Maletsky won't shut up. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> I originally was trying to like make him with multiple finishers, and then I'm just like, no, because it's just watering him down. Like the superplex was plus two, and then something was a zero. I'm like, meh, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I like, no, this is good. I think his offense is good, Chad. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Why, thank you. You know, thank and I, you know, and I, I just, when I, the only, my only thing was when I looked at the card, I'm like, you know, as it sat when I got it. I just felt like he was the toughest heavyweight wrestler in the set. And I said, we just got to do something. Yeah. So. Yep. No, I think that would be good. That's fair. So then, so you ready to move on, Mike? I think so. Okay. So then Adrian Adonis just removing one of the tags again to kind of break up that commonality we have. Um, so we'd still have one, one tag on level two defense. Right. Okay. That may be my favorite artwork in the set. But that was that turned out really well. Adonis, Adonis yeah. is strong. Uh, Hillbilly like Jim's pretty good. Hillbilly's, good. Hillbilly's, Hillbilly's fantastic. Good That's like yeah. one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, in Hillbilly and George. Yeah, Hillbilly is pretty awesome. Yeah. George is good too. But Hillbilly, yeah. I think, is my favorite piece of art right now. Yeah. There's some. This is a good, good all around. Yeah. yeah, even, I mean, both of Powers of Pain were good. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in here. I mean, he, he, he did. Powers did, of Pain were fantastic. Powers yeah. of Pain were yeah. getting it done. It was, it was good to start off with the Powers of Pain. <laughs> and to finish with the Powers of Pain. Yeah. And to have them in the middle. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All about the Powers of Pain. Whatever the, wherever the Powers of Pain want to be, they are. Yep. That's it. Hey, yeah. join in, Mike. It's contagious. <laughs> um, okay, so Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, I, you know, I once I started looking at the card again, I because I, I thought he was a little bit too strong when I first looked at it, but then as I started looking at the card again when Chad and I were talking last night, I said, well, you know, but he's got this, and well, he's got that, and well, I guess he's okay. And I, you know, I was trying to, you know, change him up a little bit from his first card. And like I said, his first card had two days on level two. Um, yeah. And and like I said, I found a note where he was supposed to have a, a a down from for the online version, and that I looked at it online, he's still he set up the same as his printed card. Hmm. So I threw, I threw the down in there, but then I was trying to play with the offense, so it was a little different. But I'm fine covering up. 
like on your on the Google Doc here, the Chad and Tim proposal mm-hmm. for level two offense. I think that's a good. I, I like that. So, if we want to go with that that setup. Now, are are we proposing we do that and leave level three offense as is? Yes. Because then he's only got the one. I mean, his offense becomes very weak at that point. He only has uh, three straight three moves on his whole card. Right? Because level one offense, he has no three option. Level two offense, he would only have the one. Mm -hmm. And then on level three offense, he's got a two and then a three choice G. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I guess if that's what you guys really think, I'm not going to say no. I just think that to me that comes across as a little too weak for him. You know, plus one finisher, um, not a lot of ways to get to level one offense. Now he has a down two on level two defense. I mean, he becomes a very weak card at that point, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's Hillbilly Jim, you know? I mean, Tim and I were talking about last No, I mean, he was, he was like becoming. Hogan's gatekeeper, right? The, the yeah. understudy, yeah. Mm-hmm. but then he broke his leg. Yeah. And then he never, you know, he had a hot six months and then he never sniffed that again. Because yeah. By the time he came back, Hogan's gatekeeper was either Hacksaw Jim or Brutus Beefcake when he was a good guy, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah. so really, and they kind of have a similar structure, but if you look at him and Coco Ware, I mean, who was who was long-term more around in WWF, you know, Coco was. Yeah. And I think when Hillbilly Jim came back, he really, he occupied the Coco spot. He never got back again that high. The Coco spot. That's nice. There's a Coco spot. It's like the gorilla position. Kind of. Coco spot. Well, you know, it was like Junkyard Dog and then it was Hillbilly Jim and then it was Duggan and then it was Beefcake. Mm Mm-hmm. Based on that logic, and I think he's okay, because I originally sided with Mike. thought he should be tweaked up ever so slightly. I mean, even if we've got – I mean, the other option would be in order – instead of making it like a a two-choice C, maybe bumping it up to a three-choice D or E. D or E. Well, no, but that's what we did later on this Tim and Chad proposal. Yeah, and that's why – yeah, that that's about okay. two choice. I, I I hadn't scrolled down far enough. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no, that two choice ah, thing. That's, that's way genius. Too. I know. That's genius. Though. I know. No, that the the choice C thing is way too weak. Yeah. So you make oh, yeah. him a Sorry. you make him a choice D. Yeah. 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 Or we could do yeah, yeah, since yeah. Coco has a choice D, maybe we make Hillbilly choice E because then Hillbilly loses it on agility. Loses yeah. on on quicker guys. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after his broken leg. Because <laughs> yep. he couldn't handle as much. That works. I'll make the scoop slam a choice choice E. Yes. That's what I'm suggesting. Oh, I think Corey, Corey did it. Corey done done it. I'm good with that. Mike, final words, parting shots. Well, I do own the keyboard. Um, <laughs> why I'm asking. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm going back and forth because I, I I hear everything you're saying. I think that you know they they did feature him in those tag matches because obviously he was working his way back, and you know he was the superstar of the tag team, and then you know his cousins would get beaten on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm just wondering if we either. Um, change on level two defense, make the down three a hurt two again, or make the pin a five two with the extra down. I don't see him as a five two guy. I mean, I could, I'd be, I'd be fine. No, with I hear making, what you're saying. I, I'd be fine with making that down a hurt because again, his original card had two days on level two. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, I mean, we have very few guys who have that. So for Hillbilly Jim to have that, if you want to make it a hurt two and just give him two total downs and a three, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So what's his yeah. pin now? Six three. Six yeah. Three. yeah. Six three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not a he's not a five two guy. No, I don't see him as a five two. Not with the rest of the the card the way it is. I mean, right. You know, if, if the rest of the card was he, if he had the choice C and things were even worse, then maybe yeah. maybe you go with the five two. But and yeah. I mean, you know, if if we could certainly leave five. Uncovered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the stupid. There they are. Finally. Couldn't get the cards open. So five goes to scoop <laughs> slam uncovered three and you leave him as a six three. And, and then you leave, leave the, the down. Leave the down. I like that better because the his offense is a little more playable. So pretty much just leave it the way it was. Leave it the way it is in the draft. There you go. So a half hour later. So, so, so if I get this right, we're we're now at on level two offense. It's two two into the ropes, headbutt two choice C, scoop slam three, leg drop three, and level two defense is hurt two hillbilly two, hurt two tag down three dazed hurt. You got it. Well, same same as it was, yeah. I mean, it's on the it's the way it is in the draft. We just had to talk that yeah. one through. Meet meet the new boss. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. It's... Yeah. Yep. Okay. All Very right. good. All right. Wow. Jorge Steele. Um. Oh yeah. You know, Tim brought up. Adam do do you want it to animal. say George? The, do you George want it to say animal. George the animal steel? Yeah. Can we yeah. fit that? Yeah. Yeah, online it won't say that, but but uh, um, because of the way the online engine works, uh, (laughs) if I would have to put George the Animal Steel in all the turnarounds, so it'll say George Steel and then it'll say the animal. Um, (laughs) We're mostly a card and dice crew, so yeah, there you go. I, I I understand. And, I'm just and, explaining it for all those people who are going to hear this on the podcast, wondering why I'm <laughs> such a jerk that I couldn't get that right. No, we um, we, we love all our online fans too. It's just that it's <laughs> primarily in Denmark. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Pike, Mulder, they are also the Denmark. The Denmark crew. We're big in Scandinavian countries. Yeah. yeah. Look at I got my Brock Lesnar right next to my Vikings Christmas tree too. That's yeah. that's Scandinavian all over. If that, say, if that doesn't say Scandinavia, I don't know what does. 
I like steel. I think that's I think that's pretty good representation of that era. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then what did what did who put this bullet on here about the odd thing? Yeah, I, I did because Tim Tim had mentioned um, oh yeah the, oh, space, the spacing right, on the bottom of the card turnbuckle mechanic. I didn't know if taking out the line about odd because it's, I guess in my mind. If even is the special mechanic by default, odd should be just roll on the um, turnbuckle chart. I would hope that'd be clear. And promoters, if you're listening, that's what you should do. I mean, we <laughs> could we could put the expanded thing in the booklet too. You know, the odd part in the booklet. Yeah, because yeah. that's kind of hard to read well, that bottom line. Yeah, it's starting so to. You can't. Let, that, let, let me yeah. just ask this: Can can we just take out the one steel is thrown into the turnbuckle at the very beginning? Because clearly, if you're, yeah. oh yeah, good idea. Roll one die. Yeah. So promoters. <laughs> Here we this promoters. Call this evolution. Yes. When you when you see turnbuckle A. Yes. You roll into the turnbuckle. But the asterisk takes you to the bottom of the card. <laughs> this is how the game works. Well, <laughs> well th- th- we still have a little bit of an issue here because uh, um, in looking at it, we've still got uh, chapter two of the, a lot uh, of the, text the after that. Come out? No. Could, what if we yeah, put, it, roll yeah. one die even? If even... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 that's where I was going to. I still don't know if that's going to be enough. But let me. Okay. Um, if even, I like if even. Mm-hmm. But maybe we put. Maybe we can shorten steel blocks and move gnaws on the turnbuckle pad. We, we we may have to get rid of gnaws on the turnbuckle pad. Yeah. Aww. That's fine. Aww. Oh, I really like my Noah. favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk know, about Hillbilly Jim again? Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about him? So now level two offense for Hillbilly Jim. He gnaws on the turnbuckle pad <laughs> and then pulls out a horseshoe. <laughs> and does a hoedown. Let's get back to that because I'm not sure we covered it as thoroughly as possible. Oh my God, we got to send the Godfather so we can take him up. Him and Hillbilly Jim and they can be called the hoedown. <laughs> Oh, oh no. God. I'm, I mean, I yeah, we, we, this we, stuff we, writes itself. <laughs> Promoters sign the Godfather. <laughs> Are you listening, Denmark? Zeke. Zeke, Zeke. go to his club. Zeke, in that, Vegas. Zeke, that, that's one for Zeke. He's in Vegas. He's, yeah, Zeke's got to take care of that. Come on, Zeke. <laughs> um, what if you put um, steel rips open the turnbuckle rips pad? Off, yeah, rips off the turnbuckle pad. Rips open because then he opens it and then he has the stuffing. Sure, that makes sense. Not the dressing, the stuffing. No, it's stuffing. It's definitely rips stuffing. open the turnbuckle pad and takes over on level three offense like that. Well, I even think you would if you just put even steel rips open the turnbuckle pad. You're limiting a few words there and for no, sure. No, rips words. open the turnbuckle pad. We basically right now. Uh, let me see. What can I do here? I just see if what this does. Robes is stuffing. Even that. <laughs> you 
just sounded like Paula Dean, Stuart. I did. Is <laughs> there butter in this recipe? He needed a southern dialect. He rubs the stuffing with the butter and the sweet potato pie. <laughs> That's all I was... Love. <laughs> I've just had a bunch of stuffing, so... <laughs> man, did you man, rip open I, a I, I hate you guys. <laughs> there was the stuffing. Is it wait. difficult to edit, Mike, with all this background noise? <laughs> We're trying to entertain yeah. our fans. We are. We all three oh, I, I understand. Uh, I understand. And I, I'm going to hate how this looks, but I, I guess I'm just going to live with it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's we'll, we'll make it work only because we love our fans. Yes. We well, yeah, if you want to send it to us and we can look at it and uh, I'm sure I can edit if it. If you're down playing more. and you're not sure how the mechanic works, call Mike directly. Here's his phone. 654 <laughs> He likes calls after 11 at yeah. night. And he yes, does. please. And long walks on the beach. <laughs> I, I, only, I only like the late calls after long walks on the beach. <laughs> exactly. Mike is never going to live edit with us again. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, you tell us when we're ready to go to Magnificent Morale. Uh, I, I think I've, I've got George Steele's card sufficiently stuffed with stuffing um, and dressing. Stuffing and cream and yeah. butter. Yeah, okay, right. so, so we on, we on Morocco. Morocco now. Yeah, Tim wondered if his first and last name could be on different lines of the card because everybody else's is. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's not a problem. Um, when I saw Bob Roop was on two lines, I'm like, <laughs> well, then we should probably should do Don Morocco because it's it's a little bit longer than that. So. Um, and then I had asked about Russian legs we being capitalized. Corey said no. But I don't really get why, Corey, because like yesterday you were correcting Samoan drop. We just, we seem all over with this, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I Russian. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't have a good read. I mean, I'm just kind of going off what we've done on other cards. So, I mean, if, if you guys want to, it's fine. If you want to capitalize it, that's fine. I, I, I mean, we, I'm, I'm trying to think. It seems like most guys that have had Russian leg sweep, it's been a finisher, like Brad Armstrong and Stan Lane. But then it's all caps. Okay. So maybe, but. Yeah, it's fine. I was just applying the same you were able to punt on that one. I was just thinking the same theory should apply to all those indie moves we were looking at last night, and then yeah. I kind of gave up on them after a while because there were so many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if Russian leg sweep or you know Samoan drop, well then why shouldn't it be German suplex and Saito suplex and Russian yeah. leg sweep? Fans, we need your input. How do you like your words? Capitalized, lowercase, non-caps, italicized. <laughs> we, we're gonna make it. We're going to make the whole card all caps from now on. <laughs> a whole card is just going to be all Tim and I won't have to wear our reading glasses anymore. There you go. Can our Russian fans call in? Okay. I mean. Don't I, worry. You'll need, your, you'll need your reading glasses for the George the Animal Steel. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. What do, what do you guys It continues think? on to the actual back of the card, the yeah. front of the card. I, I tend to think you would leave it capitalized, and I have no real good reason other than it seems because Asiatic Spike is also capitalized. Yeah. I think well, we, and, drop. and I always done that know, in like the past. Boston, Boston Crab was my example. A lot yeah. of times we, we cap, capitalize we, we that. cap the C. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. When I played today, somebody had Boston Crab and it was capitalized. Oh, was mm-hmm. Bo- I think it was you Nick played Bachman. today. I did. Good God, man. I know. I had, I've had six days off from work. It got so bad I had actually played a card. <laughs> you know things are getting desperate so, at Chad's house. Just when he actually, actually plays. Rolling the dice. 
That's it's my so, one. So to, to bring this full circle, is, is this a Russian leg sweep or a Russian leg sweep? A Russian leg sweep. So capitalize the L and okay. the S. Yeah, okay. capitalize them, please. Live editing fan. Got it. Live editing. It is. And then level three, number one. What does it say now, Tim? Uh, right now it says slingshot choke on rope, but that would be one. And I understand it doesn't fit if we do slingshot choke on bottom rope. Um, but I'm, I'm just thinking that it, it, it's, he's got a throat drop on the top rope already on level one. Mm -hmm. and this is really that slingshot move where he would lay the guy underneath the bottom rope and then like slingshot him up into it like a choke move. Like yep. fall back. Yeah, like, yeah, like have a slingshot. Have a slingshot so into said, bottom rope. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, that'd be okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. So this fans is the proper use of the of the slingshot. Not he's not doing a headsman guillotine slingshot off the top rope. We discussed that in episode three, I believe. <laughs> We've got that out of the way. Morocco is completely different move, fans. Yep. We're leaving the weight up at uh, 273, right? Yeah. Because that was, I mean, he was billed at that. He was billed at lower weights during his first couple runs. But then even in the programs from those time frames, he was, he, he was listed around 270. But then he was heavier when he came in for the run with Fuji. And, um, and, and he was billed around the 270, 275 mark. So I, I think we're okay with that. How, how did they bill him down in Georgia? In like eighty two, do you know Tim? I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I would. I, I, I know when when he was in when he came in for his first run. I mean, when when he was you know on that like the All Star Wrestling shows and stuff like that. They build him in his first run at two forty eight. So. Oh. Okay. Um, Manny, Manny Fernandez, who I, I am live real time going to give a lot of credit to the legend team on for coming up with uh, uh, stats in less than 24 about, hours. So, <laughs> yeah, when we decided to make the change on this one. So, so um, well done. Well, done. this is one. This, Thank you. this is like as I as I put in my one post on the discussion board, I, this is one of those edits that, that kind of happened late in the game on this. The, it was not in the original lineup, but uh, I think it's a great addition to the set. Well, yeah. This is based off Stewart's old bootleg draft, and I just um, changed a couple of the moves and watched both heel Manny and face Manny, including a lumberjack or a bunkhouse match with him against the Baron that you nice. have to watch. It's on the network because Baron takes off his belt and his pants fell off, and it is amazing. <laughs> and knowing the Baron, I think he planned it. <laughs> yes. So the only I, I thing swear, oh, no ahead. one else can see this right now, but but I can tell you, I feel like um, the principal um, Ed Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off because as I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I got all Manny done, the, the changes to Manny done. Corey's actually typing in more changes into the Google Doc, yeah. so I'm like <laughs> seeing it, it change. It's kind of like Rooney's on the phone. You you've had X number of absences up. I mean, this number of absences. Nope, this number of absences. <laughs> oh yeah, it should be El Paso. Yeah, I, I'm sorry because yeah. I, I just saw that as I pulled up the PDF again. So yeah, um, his his weight and um, 
or not, I'm sorry, no, his height was fine. His weight, I made a mistake on my own correction. His I'm weight, his weight, his weight is he's too light. Yeah, yeah. I thought I had 252 on, on the original. Yeah, that's what I found because he had, I, of course, depending on the matches, announced at a variety of different weights, but right? Consistently, it was around the 250 or 252 mark, and I kind of like throwing on a a 252 versus just a flat 250 because that's kind of yeah. boring you know it is yeah and, and 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 now he's clearly not a light heavyweight correct right no yeah and he was always kind of a stocky guy anyway yeah. I mean, you know he right. was a thick kind of a guy so, so the only thing that like we tim and i came up with last night as i was explaining this because I wanted to call the knee drop on level two, number two, like brutal knee drop or something, because he would just walk. It wasn't a running. It wasn't a jumping. He just walked up to him and he just measured him. So we'd like to make it measured. We'd like a good adjective on that. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's good. It's, it's, it adds, add, some, add some good texture to the card there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Is that like a kind of like a Harley race style or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just walked up to him and picked up the knee and, Bingo, bango. And I mean, he did it as both face and heel equitably. Because when I was charting out this guy, um, I made a column for face moves and heel moves to to look for consistencies. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of, you know, go go back to my usual thing here that was kind of my big thing in the set with the, the, the... I mean, does does are we comfortable with the the two tags on defensive tags on one, two, and then the one on three? Yeah, I mean, he was a three. He was a two-time world tag team champion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just asking. Yeah. So yeah, because it's kind of a, the the guys in the set are are kind of tag team heavy guys. Yeah. So I mean, I right. just want to make sure that we're okay. Yeah. Well, and then it doesn't help that you have a lot of kind of B B plus singles guys like a Manny and Morocco and Orton and Adonis mm-hmm. who were good tag wrestlers too. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why initially we did that with Orton and Adonis. Yeah. No, I, th- I think he merits that. But I think Manny does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm with it. I'm good. Are you with it, Tim Dalton? I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy metal Dalton coming live to you. That or Cheap Tawaga Chippendale. Savage commercial. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I'm loving Manny. Oh. I mean, I'll take Manny Fernandez any day of the week. Yeah, yeah I was thrilled. I mean, I really was. I thought he's just awesome. a great addition to this whole thing. Yep, yeah. good, good call. And like I mentioned on the discussion board too, he um, if we do a rude card, you know, if we're able able to resolidify that, um, I would certainly advocate that we'd have to have a pro prime rude to accurately team with Manny. Yep. They, did, they did some cool double team moves to set up the DDT and he was he was just a different wrestler then and that's fine you know and yep. I don't think people are with all due respect I don't think people are remembering correctly and saying that just the finisher was different because in Memphis and world class and Florida and Crockett he was a, a different guy and then he really hit his stride when he went to WWF and then of course back to WCW yeah so and then Gordon Soley. I love Soley. So what? So what was the uh, change to ten and eleven? You guys are thinking about? Well, it uh, does it make sense that somebody gets DQ'd before the match begins? 
I mean, and the only reason I did that is because I know Gary Michael Capetta had one scenario like that where you could get DQ'd before the match. So I was kind of copying from that. Okay. Um, but I'm fine if you want to combine that, those roles into, you know, the other, no, to the other situations. I just want to make sure it. that our, I just want to make sure that our options fit both the good guys and the bad guys they're being interviewed so we don't have bad guys or you know good guys coming in and doing stuff they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. um, i know i tried to make it kind of general that um mm-hmm. you know kind of like the old johnny rocket card and some of those guys um where it could fit um fit you know whether it's face we, 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 we could also add in a line where if it doesn't make sense for his opponent to attack him in this manner, roll again on this chart. Mm-hmm. Here, hang on. Let me post this in the document because Tim did send me something and I forgot to put it in here. So I just dropped that in the Google Doc. Um, and I was just trying to think of stuff, but you know, in, in some of it's like specific to depending on who's being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and Corey, I didn't have the, the card with me. I was, I was in the office when I was sending this out. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't generally have the, uh, uh, the printed, the, the printed sheet stays sitting in front of me at my desk. What? Um, I know it's hard to believe. Um, <laughs> I need this even, even though there's like five people in the office of, you know, 170. Um, but, uh, cause you know, it's, it's just, uh, uh a, a bit awkward. Um, when somebody comes in, you're sitting there with a, a picture of, you know, Manny Fernandez on your desk. Um, but, um, so exactly. yeah, so I just tried to make it like wrestler and opponent, whereas the wrestlers being interviewed and then the opponent would, you know, if the, the opponent comes out. So, I mean, I think a lot of your language can stay in there, but I was just trying to kind of mm-hmm. situations that made sense. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think in general of the quotes leading into it? I, I like those. You guys- yeah, I like the whole format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Yeah. I, I think it's very clever. Yeah. My only thing was well, like I mean, it- with eight and nine, uh, again, if like I, I like. I like Tim's version a little better with the, the distinct actions for the rule breaker or the fan favorite, mm-hmm. because, you know, if, if you go with what we have right now, it's the wrestler's opponent charges. So say bad guy is getting interviewed. Good guy runs in. And I mean, having the bad guy breaks out. Right. But then the bad guy's the one who, who starts on level three cleaning the house. I mean, that doesn't mm-hmm. really, that doesn't make sense. I'll, I'll be right back, guys. I, I I must have that card out in another room. I'm just going to go grab it quick and then come in. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a sec. And I mean, I guess we could say, you know, I mean, I guess you're, you know, maybe the bad guy t- is on level three because he did something dastardly, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm just trying to think this through through good booking logic, you know. Right, right. Especially within Legends. Um, and the Gary Michael Capetta thing, you know, I guess I... I don't remember that at all. Um, I know and what sure happened. Yeah. Did we even make that one? Or was that like Tom or somebody or 
Travis Heckle made the Bill After card, right? right? I th- he did. He made Bill After, yeah. Gary Michael, did we make that, Tim? I don't remember. I I know Travis Heckle made Bill After, mm-hmm. um, but I don't I don't remember about Gary. I know. Michael I know one guy who did not make any of those cards. Mike. <laughs> Because then we could have blamed you for this DQ baloney we came up with. That's right. <laughs> it was Mike. I needed my one alibi out. Um, no, I like I like Tim's scenario for eight nine. Um, and t- yeah. I was gonna say eight nine. I actually think it's fine. I think ten eleven is the one I think that that's the more has the more concern with the you know, the ref, you know, who's actually involved in, in right. using a pipe, right. you know, like or a weapon, you know, to, like you said, crack you know, a, 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 or a crack pipe, any of those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're not going to have any but, editorials. Uh, there are some guys in this set that could be accused of that. But. <laughs> no editorials. But I mean, it, there are crack backstage at TBS. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that, you know, I mean, I mean, I've seen booking done where the the baby face comes out to get revenge, right? But it's not. It certainly wasn't the the rule. Um, it was the exception. Um, so, um, you know, I I think that's the one where, um, you know, either we we change it entirely or we change it to something like if this option does not make sense based on the wrestlers involved, roll again on this chart. Sure. Uh, yeah, maybe we put that at, like, just up in the des- the top description for Gordon, you know? Mm-hmm. Any, any of the situations? Well, especially if you were having Gordon solely interview, like, if there was a face-versus-face match booked. Right. Right. You know, Gordon's out there, hey, we're going to have a great scientific contest between... The Rock and Roll Express and the Fantastics and the Mm -hmm. Fantastics Mm -hmm. come out with pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Cracker otherwise, yeah. Um, Wait, would that be Ricky Morton? (laughs) That that might be. They got suction cups. Um, (laughs) So the the one thing I was thinking about, the, the, the little sentence, the blurb right above, the couple sentences right above everything. Mm-hmm. Where where it um, where it says he often interviews wrestlers uh, right before their matches. I was thinking instead of their matches, say an important match, because that way it's not like he's every this match. is getting done on every single. Mm-hmm. And people could still do it, but I mean, oh, I think yeah, this, I this should be more right. like. Right? No, no, I I think that's a good that's a great edit. Uh, yeah. I like that. So, Mike, were you still thinking about doing a, a second card for after the match for Pro Prime? Well, that's that's what I was going to ask the guys. Um, you know, I was thinking about you know, uh, Corey had come up with the post match uh, card and uh, options, and we didn't obviously didn't have the space for it uh, on the card. I thought about maybe doing it as a Pro Prime. Uh, release the post-match Hang on, let me interview get, card. Let me get that and I'll, um, I'll share the screen so everybody can look at it. Hey, if, just a, another quick, should 
should our with the quotes on the the Soli card, should the Katie bar the door? It's a Pier Six brawl. Should that be on the one with all the shenanigans going on? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you talk about ten eleven? Yeah. Like just flip them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could. I just yeah, I, I just put that because it was a brawl, yeah, and I no, figured I that was the. Yep. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, the "Don't try this at home" was I think <laughs> somebody breaking out a weapon. <laughs> the crack pipe breaking out the. <laughs> oh no! no uh, I'm stuck here. Hold on. Yeah, I like the promoter prime idea. Mm-hmm. So the after matches for the after matches, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you mean irritated here, Corey? Or I I don't think irated is a new word. Yeah, I read that as irritated. I I, I read it yeah. as irritated. I don't I don't speak English, so <laughs> yeah. I speak I in no, but this. I fortunately we speak Corey, so we're good. Yeah, so all, all good. All right. Midwestern education, you yeah. boys got. Yeah. <laughs> got a Rosetta Stone right here on the old <laughs> desk. With the, it helps. The wrestling challenges rivaled a big match for a special match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, and these are okay. And I think these don't have to be really good guy or bad guy specific. No. Yeah, I tried to keep that a little more. Because, like, the, you know, if the the wrestler's ambushed by his rival, if you have a bad guy out there and a good guy comes out, he can, you know, it doesn't necessarily be a physical ambush. It could just be like a, a finger wagon. And then bad guy's partner comes out and whacks him and they drop a cinder block on him. You know, thinking of Kevin Sullivan, Jimmy Garvin, which is one of my oh. favorite bushwhackings ever. Mm. But yeah, I mean, and, and, and you would think after the match too, there's usually stuff that happens in the match that, mm-hmm. you know, would fire up the, the good guys. So. Yeah. I'm thinking Big Ron Hansen and CCW too. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> Big Ron. You'll never yeah off again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got to get we got to we got to get those converted to digital. I'm working on it. Okay, I, I do have some of them done. But all right, well, so so I will try and put together another Gordon Soli. I may I may borrow some of. Excuse me. Uh, the quotes yeah i may uh like i may break up that uh two five to from fair enough as great as these matches i may actually take like the as great as these matches are on tv line uh, and move that over to the post-match card did you see in the thread somewhere in the legends expansion six thread on the discussion board somebody else put a whole bunch of quotes no, I didn't see that. I missed so that. So you might want to check that. I don't know which page out of 127. Woo! Uh, <laughs> people are excited. Um, it's out there. But it, it's in there somewhere. Oh, we're up to 129 now. I would Woo! say right around... Yeah, I'd look in the teens, maybe. The one teens. Um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and look at, see if I can... Uh, because uh, that might give you just some more other ideas. Yeah, I'll I'll watch some more. Uh, you know, WCW or Georgia Championship, something like that, and see if I can pull a few more out. If I 
don't well, see me, anything there. That... Yeah, let me go through. He had a good listing, whoever it was. Sorry, unnamed promoter. And um, yeah, maybe if you do kind of an amalgamation of Corey's options and a couple of Tim's or something for that after the match thing. But really, I think the after the match thing right now is pretty good and could go. And, and maybe, yep. maybe just with your point, Tim, again, if we put something on there that says, you know, re-roll if it doesn't fit the wrestler's character or something too. Mm-hmm. Although I guess with 10 and 11, are we okay I mean, do we have the disqualification thing? Just have it changed to like the match is thrown out? But then we do that on the next one. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we could leave it and just say it's one of those wrestling things where you get, you know. Well, I mean, I I like Tim's suggestion for 10 and 11. I'm fine putting that in instead of the the DQ option. Okay. Um, and I could I could probably shorten that up. I mean, I, I I was just trying to. Yeah. No, I I'm fine with that. I was just you know I was just trying to do something different than eight and nine because it's like well I'm not going to do the right. same outcome of so and so start level three so that and then and again because of the Gary Michael precedent. Um, I, I thought, well, you know, maybe somebody gets DQ'd before they even officially start the match. I mean, I can't say in booking Impact Pro Wrestling we've not done something like that before. <laughs> it may have happened now that I think about it. Well, I like on Tim's, though, how it has the um, one of the options, either is it his 8 and 9 or his um, 10, 11, where you start on, you roll on level 3D. Yeah. I like so, that too. So maybe on eight nine you roll on level three defense or something, or ten eleven. You because know, because I was just yeah. For, so just for eight nine, and yeah. I was I was thinking something there where, you know, you've got somebody, you, you've got something going on, you know, you got the 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 bad guy still, you know, giving Gordon some crap, and and so then he kind of like turns around and the good guy hits him with a big move. Mm-hmm. Or you've got the bad guy in the ring, and the the, the good guy is worried that Soli might have gotten you know bumped around or knocked around during the skirmish there, and right. so he's still kind of checking on Gordon. And then when he turns around, he gets hit by the big move by the bad guy. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I like that. I, I mean, I, I I wasn't as as thrilled about my ten and eleven, but I like my eight and nine. So. So maybe if we try to incorporate that and have that on the level 3D, because yeah, because even if you rolled a pin out of that, it's like the bad guy's John with the ref and he turns around and, you know, good guy, high flying baby face, sunset flips over the top rope and rolls him up for the quick pin, you know, or he gets the good guy gets kicked in the dingus and then gets, you know, pinned. Yeah. We put dingus on the card. I I want to see dingus on the card. You want to see a dingus on the card? Stewart. (laughs) Not oh a dingus, gosh. the fans, word dingus. Fans, we're, we're seeking we sports and counseling. <laughs> Just went to an R-rated podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drawing it on my screen. Is that, <laughs> can, can everybody see? Oh. So, Corey, this is the part we tell Mike that we edited out, but we don't. <laughs> Did I just mute everybody but Mike? Oh, wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Oh. That was purely accidental. Oh. So then we're good on that. Who's, or, who's Mike? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all the regular. Oh, and then yeah, Soli has special edition down here on his card. Yeah, I picked. I picked all that already. That was that. That was just got over to you in the haste to get it yep, out the yep. door. Yep. Sure. Okay, so then uh, the special editions. I think the special editions are all fine, weren't they? No change, no change, no change, no change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And the Pro Prime stuff, we we signed off with Todd today. We had a couple fixes for that. So, anything Did you get the else? charts right on Brunzel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and agility yeah, and power. Jim Brunzel, man of power. Yeah. Could be rioting in the streets over Bob Orton. There was before. Mm -hmm. Well, I figure I, you know, I, I, I'm, on all this, you know, moving to color, I lost out on the C turnbuckle rating on heading, which I really liked, and I, I lost out on the split downs on, on Brody, which everybody complained about, but I think actually it makes his card weaker with the two downs on level three. Mm -hmm. um, but hey. You know, if that's what they want, that's what they get. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a stand somewhere. I've lost two. I gotta, I gotta keep one. So, um, so I'm, I'm got to keep your curmudgeon status intact, Tim. I got, I'm a grumpy old man, for God's sakes. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fight for something. So, yep. <laughs> oh, well, it's just book around it. That's it. <laughs> okay. I just, you know, I, I, I've still got, you know, I just scratched out the the B on Henning's turnbuckle and wrote a C in there anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> Watch your cards, promoters at Galacticon. Yeah. <laughs> he's only got a, yeah, he's only got a couple hundred sleeves. more copies to go. <laughs> you see me coming around with a marker, you may want to hide some of your cards. <laughs> oh shoot. Oh. So are we good with everybody then? I think so. I think, yeah, I think that was good. I'm, I'm glad we had to, to talk about some of the stuff last night and just kind of threw some threw some stuff against the wall. And Yep. I'm glad we got yeah, Hilbert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one, one thing I was looking at real quick is huh? just looking at Gordon's card. If you're being, if he's interviewing someone, the first outcome is just normal match. Right. Second outcome is he starts on level two. Third outcome is he starts on level three or level three defense if we want. The opponent's on level three defense. And then the third option is opponent add one to the pin and the wrestler starts on level three. So there's no bad option. So you almost want to be interviewed by Gordon before the match? No, sure. 10 and 11, the is opponent it? starts, right? Yeah. That wasn't how it was written. So I just want to make sure that... Well, it, no, it does say opponent begins match on level three if it, for 10 and 11 if he's not dq yeah. i'm sorry with uh, okay i thought we were yeah, changing so it to tim oh okay. 11. opponent adds one to pin yeah so the if we if we i see what you're saying okay. so that would be oh, on mine. Okay. so we'd want so we'd probably want that to be wrestler adds one to pin and the opponent starts the match on level three offense yeah yeah, so we may have to switch either that or around. either that or we change eight, either that or we change eight nine to be the opponent begins the match on level three offense. 
I, I I'm good with the. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm. I see what you're saying. You want well, some. I'm just saying there has to be a bad outcome for the. Right. Guy, no, I right? agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm sorry. I did, yeah. I, I at first I wasn't sure what you were saying, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I would have no problem just if 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 you're you're going with something like my ten and eleven to just switch the scenarios around and and. Um, So I found the, the Soli sayings. That was Pete Fusco on page 110. I just sent them to everybody. Thank you, Pete. We appreciate it. It's got one of my personal favorites, all man and a yard wide. Nice. <laughs> I say that about my dog. <laughs> a lot. I could have consulted the Soli book. Soli book. Uh. Hey, on the handbook. So, um, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, so, so do, do we have a, a, a final consensus on which option should be bad for the wrestler being interviewed? I would think eight, nine, probably, but. Which one's going to happen more often, Tim? Eight, nine, right? Eight, nine would. Yeah, I would think eight, nine. Okay. And, and since he's got six, seven as a good option, I think it'd probably be best to be eight, nine, be the bad option in terms of if we're doing percentages. Uh-huh. Correct. Everybody I think that works. Tim and Corey, mm -hmm. you guys okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Okay. Okay. On the uh, handbook revisions, I can do all those probably tomorrow and shoot back final document on that. I'm, I'm guessing we're, we would keep LWF as the name. I didn't know that was even a. Yeah, no, no, no. It, 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 I, I, I talked about this with Chad earlier. It was more about it was we were, I think, overusing LWF. Uh, yeah, sure. And, you know, it, it, in terms of. So it was like, if you notice where I made the edits, it was like the LWF welcomes or, you know, he's going to be this, the voice of the LWF. But then when we're talking about like other wrestlers not saying the LWF's own Abdul the Butcher, the LWF's own Iron Sheik, the LWF, you know, like we did a little bit too much of that. So okay. I was trying to get it, you know, you know, streamlined. So we're still saying LWF. It's just we don't need to attach it to like every paragraph kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it, it's it's not like we're going to be including guys who aren't in the LWF in the bios, right? I guess that's my point. It, it, it's it's yeah. it's kind of redundant, right? In addition right. to being repetitive. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> it's redundant <laughs> and repetitive. Logical. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just saying it over and over. Mm -hmm. So. And we're uh, the LWF's powers pain. You, you, exactly. you could you could beat the dead horse if you wanted, but you, you could you could, as well as be redundant and repetitive. So the uh, the damn apostrophe police caught me on the 1970s. So I'll get oh, that you can't do that with Corey. I uh, know you can't do it, that. It offends his delicate house. sensibilities. Flying <laughs> uh, burrito. <laughs> oh, Corey is coming to your house. Oh, I could go for. So I'll uh, clean up these little things and send back over a, a final, 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 triple final, double secret. Double secret probation final. You got it. Uh, Hallelujah.
All right, so we got everything. We got it all covered. Yep, I think we do. Well, fans, this might be the most boring podcast ever, but you've been listening to us <laughs> doing a live edit. There you go. Um, Legends uh, expansion pack number six, the '80s set, big '80s like uh, on VH1. Just just like last year's expansion pack five was on the '90s, this is on the '80s. You know, we we, we did te- we did regions in the past. But, but it was a little bit too constraining to do a region and an era. And there you have it. <laughs> no constraints era. on a regional era. There you go. <clears throat> and, and if you think this was bad, imagine the 47 conversations that went on before this about the edits on the cards. <laughs> we are nothing if not thorough. Yes, we do our best for you, promoters. It's all for you. We love you all. Make sure to turn this on right before bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say good night, Denmark. Like <laughs> <Spike> Mojo. Like <Spike> Mojo. <laughs> All right. That's so. territory, the, the cure for insomnia. <laughs> there you go. Hand it out. The 2021 George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Induction Weekend takes place July 15th through 17th in Waterloo, Iowa. Come see many of the legends of wrestling and the future stars of the sport. This year's award winners include former WWE and UFC star, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Former WWE champion and Olympic powerlifter, Mark Henry. Six-time former WWE women's champion, Trish Stratus. And the dean of professional wrestling, Gordon Soley. And this year's 2021 Hall of Fame class features Iowa's own Earl Wampler. Former NWA World Tag Team Champion, Don Kernodal and former WWE Tag Team Champion and Manager Adnan Al Casey. In addition to honoring these wrestling legends, a great card of wrestling action will be presented on Friday night at the Five Sullivan Brothers Center. This card will be brought to you by Impact Pro Wrestling, one of the top independent promotions in the Midwest today. Come check out the Hall of Fame Classic Tournament, featuring some of the top young wrestlers today, including Cole Cabana, Brian Pillman Jr., Madman Fulton, Dominic Garini, Gary J, Jeremy Wyatt, and more. And for the first time in Hall of Fame weekend history, a women's tournament will take place featuring Heather Monroe, Red Velvet, and Miranda Gordy. Meet several of the legends of wrestling's past, such as James J. Dillon, Jerry Briscoe, Mr. USA Tony Atlas, Sergeant Slaughter, and more. Also meet legendary wrestling coach and American wrestler Dan Gable. Get autographs from these stars in one of the most fan-friendly wrestling fan fests around. For the complete list of guests, check out the Luthez George Tragos Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame page on Facebook. For all access passes, call 319-233-0745 or visit the link in the podcast notes. Again, that's 319-233-0745. The 22nd Annual George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Induction Weekend, July 15th through 17th in Waterloo, Iowa.